0: The 119th Psalm. We'll start in verse number 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. And that's all we'll read there. So... Thinking just for a minute, last Sunday night we tried to look at for just a minute the the dragon and the two beasts and how that he's cast out, he's cast off the throne of the heart out of the heavenly place, but how that he's still in the earth and he's working and warring against the church of the living God. His desire is to draw us away from the power of God. And so, how, how does he how does he manifest that, and how does he work that? And those two beasts he brings out that it might really to, to do the work that he's seeking to do in those that God has delivered from the dragon. And you know, one of the you, you think about living for God and what God has provided us in order to help the church to live because we see there in, in the 12th chapter that that she's provided for. There's provision from strength Amen. given to the church while she's Amen. in the wilderness and hiding from this dragon. She's protected and she's kept by the power of God. What what is God provided to His church, to them that are saved that might strengthen us and help us Amen. day by day as we go through this life? Really, as the church has been established in enemy territory what's God given us to keep us and strengthen us through this life so I I believe two two wondrous things the word of God Mm -hmm. God's given us a written in our language word that was breathed by the Holy Spirit of God by God himself that might guide us and lead us and and also prayer. You know, prayer, yeah. through prayer, by the Spirit, we can be connected from, from enemy territory, right. from down here where the dragon and the devil is at work uh, trying to throw us off and destroy right. us and it's cause us course. to stray from the love of God and Jesus. Through prayer, we can be connected yeah. to the Father, mm-hmm. that we can have communion with Him in that. But now I want you to think now, about how the devil takes from our view the importance of both of these things. Does he not try to disconnect us from what the Lord would give to us to strengthen us? So he says this, the first verse we read, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? So as people are brought in by, by the power of God, and as they're born into the family, in them now dwells the Spirit and the power of God. God has made new creatures out of them, and His power is dwelling in their hearts and in their minds. And now inwardly, what where once the devil ruled, now God is on the throne. And inwardly there is a desire, I believe it with all of my heart, inwardly there's born in them a desire to please God. There's a desire to honor the Father that birthed them into the kingdom of God. There's a desire to exalt the Savior that gave His life for them. There's a desire to enjoy the presence and fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God that convicted and brought them into the kingdom. Uh, That's naturally... Born into all of those that are saved, and I believe this as well. That as we live, we can look at Paul in Romans. As we live, we can see the warring of that inward nature and that outward nature. Yeah. We mentioned the scripture last week that there is there is Paul, and what I would do, I do not. Yeah. That that I would not, that I do. And so you've got one nature wanting to do one thing and another nature wanting to do another, and they're contrary one to another. He says in Galatians that the flesh and the spirit, they're contrary and always in battle one with another. And inwardly, I believe this as well, inwardly, in them that are saved, there's a desire to do better. I'd like to be better. I'd like to draw nearer to the Lord. I'd like to live a life that could be nearer to Him, and glorify more in this life. I'd like to live a life that could be a a greater help to the church and to those that are round about me. I believe that desire is in them. So how can a man cleanse his way? How can a man purify the manner of life that he's living in? Is there a manner that them that are saved... Now, we know this. Man that's lost... He can't clean up his way. He can't do any better. He's fallen and he's lost and he's in the power of the devil. So who can cleanse their way? Them that has the grace of God within them. There's an inward power that's greater than the outward power. There's a, the grace of God that dwells within the church. So wherewithal, what is the means that a young man might cleanse his way by taking heed? Now that word means to guard to hedge about with thorns, to protect, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So the word of God is the means that might purify. If if I would like to live nearer to the Lord, God's provided me a means. You know we've got scripture in the New Testament. Sanctify them. That's purify. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. We've got in Ephesians that he sanctified and cleansed the church by the washing of water of the word of God. So this word of God is cleansing. And as, as I would take heed to that word, as I would guard that word, as I would allow that word to sink into my mind and into my heart, my mind is changed more and more from what I think And from what I feel, into what the Word of God would reveal to me. Because naturally speaking now, there's strongholds that the devil has established in lives and in minds and in hearts. And the Word of God is there to change my mind, to change my thinking, and cleanse my way. As my mind gets changed, my behavior changes with that. as God would reveal to me Scripture, as God changes the way I think, the way I behave and live, will change with it. So does my mind need to be changed? How can we change our mind? Them that are saved can look into the Word of God. But you know, how can I heed something that I don't have any idea of what's in it? He says, with my whole heart, Have I sought thee? Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. So that can be be said flippantly, I believe. I believe we can say, I've sought the Lord with all of my heart. But how do you seek the Lord? I think that's a real question. I thought on that for quite some time today. Now, when you say it quickly and you don't really think about it, it sounds good. I'm seeking the Lord. But if, if you were going to seek God, how do you go about that? What's the means that I would seek God? I, I've got this problem. I've got this need. I need some direction. What means do I have to seek God? If I want to seek His strength, if I want to seek for His wisdom, where do I go to seek after God? I'm not going to heaven and knocking on the door where He's living, but we by prayer, by seeking Him in prayer, and by digging in to the Word of God. Right here is the revelation that God has given And you know really what the Spirit is going to work through is through the Word of God the Spirit's going to illumine the Word of God. He's going to interpret the Word of God. He's going to reveal what the Word of God would say to me. And it's through that Word that we seek the Lord. David now, this whole 119th Psalm and all of its divisions, the resounding theme through all of it is the Word of God. It's the commandments and the testimonies that God's provided. So when David says, I've sought thee with my whole heart, what's he talking? About, I believe David's been in the Word of God. David's been seeking what God's Word would say. He's taking time to read and, and search the Scriptures to see what they would say. Listen to just a couple places. In Romans 15 and verse 4, Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. And one more place in Second Timothy. If you'll turn there just for a second. In 2 Timothy chapter number 3, And listen to what God says. So this is the Word of God, the revelation of God that He's provided us. And He says in that Word, chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that inspiration of God, literally the meaning is that God has breathed it out. That this Word of God was even spoken. The source of this Word was God Himself, God the Father. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. This Word of God is profitable. To know the Word of God is profitable. It's beneficial to me. It'll help me. What will the Word of God do for me then? How does this Word of God benefit me? It's profitable for doctrine. So that word means instruction and teaching. Do I need some guidance? Do I need understanding? Do I need uh, uh, the help of God? You know where I'm going to find some instruction? I'm going to find it in the pages of the Word of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. So to prove or convict, to convince when, when I am wrong, I don't know how you are. When I'm wrong, I'm not easily convinced that I'm wrong. And you can argue with me and I'll argue back. But you know right here... The Word of God, that's the end of all arguments. This is the supreme authority. It's not what I think, and it's not what the church thinks, but it is the revealed Word of God. And you know what? This this proves. This proves the truth. This proves what's right. If we could get get it down and say, looky here, this is what the Word of God says, then there is the evidence that I need to convict and prove where I need to go. So for reproof, for correction. So that word means to straighten up or rectify. You know what the word of God's able to do? When I get out of the way, the word of God can straighten me back up. Can get you ever said that, you heard that said to a young and straighten up. Get in line. Start acting right. Quit what you're doing. Well, there's the Word of God. As, wow. as I begin to stray from where I ought to be, the Word of God can come by the Spirit and power of God and rectify that situation. He can bring me right back in line. The Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for conviction, for reproof, And for a correction, it's profitable to correct me when I'm out of the way. And for instruction in righteousness. So, tutorage or education in righteousness. How do we know what righteousness is? It's not by the thinking of man. You know how we come to understand real righteousness It's as it's revealed in the Word of God. You know how we know anything about God? How does man know anything about God? It's through the instruction that's written in the Word of God. How do we know that Jesus is the Son of God? Through the the Word that God breathed and revealed Himself to that. Why, preacher, the Spirit works. Well, I say this. I won't say 100%. I I won't go there. But a great percentage of the times the Holy Ghost has spoke to me it's been through scripture that I've been looking at or that's been in my mind or that came to my mind and the spirit applies that word of God to correct to convict to confute to to draw me afterwards and you know the word of God was written and provided to me for my good and for my benefit, and for my profit, and for my instruction. And if God says that it's profitable, then would it not be worth it for me to spend a little bit of time through the week in the Word of God? But you know what we've got? We've got the dragon now. And you know what he's doing? He's creeping in and really he's taking every moment that we've got. He's taking every second that we've got. He's taken over our field. He's taken over our goodness. And He's taken the time that we should spend in the Word of God. He's robbed us of that. And it's no wonder now, if this is my correction, if this convinces me of wrong if this brings me back into line, if this is how my way is cleansed, if I spend no time in that Word of God, is it any wonder that I'm filthy? If I stop taking showers, is it going to be any surprise that in a day or two I'm going to stink? So the Word of God is my spiritual washing and cleansing and correction. And when I'm away from the Word of God, how with, wherewithal am I going to cleanse my way? How am I going to draw near to the Lord? How am I going to be uh, brought closer and live a nearer life to the Lord? It's by taking heed to what the Word of God would say to me. That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished, yeah. fully equipped. You know what the soldier that's going out to battle wants to be? He wants to be fully equipped. Every piece of armor. Every round of ammunition, he wants to have all that he can have on him so that he's ready for the conflict that he's going to face. Well, if we're going out into a world against an enemy that's contrary to us, would it not be wise to try to take everything that we could get? And right here is what furnishes us for our day-to-day life. It is the Word of God. My desire ought to be to know the Word of God. Amen to spend some time in the Word of God, to learn what the Word of God says, to understand this Word. So he says back in Psalms, with my whole heart have I sought thee. So that word means to frequent, follow, search, pursue, or seek out. So you see there's labor going on here yeah, he right. is searching out and seeking and laboring to find what God would say to him with his whole heart <clears throat> and so when we come to this word of God if we're going to search it out it's going to take some time and it's going to take some labor yeah. and it's going to take some effort yeah. do you see that? It's been listen Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments to stray. So David says, I've sought you. I've searched the Word of God. Now he's asking for help here. As he looks into the Word of God and and he sees where God would have him to be, he says, Oh God, let me not wander from thy commandments. Let me not to stray. You know, a a great weakness of man is we get to thinking that we're doing this on our own. And that we're able to do this. And he says in the Word of God, let a man that thinks he standeth be aware. Because that man that thinks he's standing, yeah. that man that thinks he's doing it, he's just about to fall. Yeah, that's right. And so David, David, as he searches the Word of God, as he sees where he needs to be, he says, "Oh, let me not wander. Don't allow me to wander or stray from the commandments of God. But Lord, by Your grace, would You bind them to my heart and help me that I might live according to the Word of God, according to that that You've revealed unto me. Thy Word have I hid in mine heart." that I might not sin against thee. So to hide. That means to hide by covering, to hoard, or to reserve. So what's he doing? He's hoarding up the Word of God in his heart. You know, you can look, and I think it's wonderful there, in the book of Luke, as the angels speak to Mary, as they speak to Elizabeth, as Mary comes to Elizabeth's house, as they take Jesus down and Simeon takes Jesus and prophesies. The Bible says over and over that Mary kept these things yeah. and pondered them in her heart. Amen. There was a taking of that and you know it was more than just an event but she's letting that roll over. What is the meaning of this? What is the purpose of this? And here here he's hoarding up this Word of God in his heart. Now, in Deuteronomy... Chapter number 6, verse number 6. And these words which I command you this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Yeah. So this, this word was taken naturally in the Old Testament. And they, they literally had a wrap around their arm with the law of God. And they literally had phylacteries that hung down over their face with the Word of God written on it. But you know, really what he's saying there is that as I would go to do, the Word of God would be there to filter right. what I'm doing. That as I'm taking in the world and what's going on around me, that I'm not taking it in with my natural reasoning that's corrupt, but that I would look at things through the lens of the truth of the Word of God. That as I would make judgments, as I would understand things, as I would uh, uh, look and, and judge things, that, that the Word of God would be there to check Everything that I see and as I would lay my hands to do something that the Word of God would be there to either warn me not to do that or to encourage me in that work. So the Word of God is there as a check. And that's what David says here. I've hoarded up the Word of God in my heart that I may not sin. Because you know, even the Lord Jesus there, as the Spirit thrust him out into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That dragon, the old serpent, is going to tempt the Lord. What is it that the Lord has right at His fingertips to use against the devil? It's the Word of God. It is written. It is written. And so the Lord had. Do you see how that's hoarded up in Him? That's not pulled out of thin air. We don't pull the Word out of thin air. And use that. But it's been treasured up in the heart through study and through reading and through searching the Scriptures, through praying for grace and strength. The Word's been treasured up in the heart and when the enemy would come to throw the Lord off of the way, the Lord had Scripture ready in His heart to use against the devil. Now I realize, I realize we are not the Lord. But He's given us... That example, yeah. that the way the devil was defeated and ran off was through the word of God, and through that word of God, we treasure that up in our heart. And when the devil would tempt yeah. us, there's the word of God present to keep us in the way. Right. I'm sorry. Now, if there's no word of God there, if there's nothing in my heart that would correct me, yeah then I'm going on. You see that? If there's no correction, it's just like these children that you see. If there's going to be no correction in their life, they are going. You can guarantee it. It's in the Scripture. They're going to grow up and be ashamed. They're going to bring shame and reproach on mama and daddy. Well, if there's no correction in the life of the saints of God, then then they're going to go on the way they think. But you know, there's a power there that keeps them. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That I might not sin. So that word means to miss. Different word than what we saw this morning. But the same meaning. To miss the mark. Mm -hmm. To miss the standard of God. You know what David's desire is? I'd like to live as near to the Lord as I possibly can. I'd like to have a life that's right up under His side and right under His wings that His presence and strength might be with me. How can we do that? By hoarding the Word in our heart that we wouldn't stray. So listen. Blessed art Thou, O Lord. Teach me Thy statutes. Mm -hmm. So again now, We're back in prayer mode here. And David first says, blessed be thou. You know what there is? There's glory unto God. As I come to learn and realize all that God has done, there's more and more glory to God. Wouldn't you say that's true? As I come to recognize the providence of God, His provision in my life, how that everything comes from God, How that He is the source, the Bible says, that every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven. Amen. It's the Lord that gives and provides and does. And as I come to learn that, I'm thankful unto God. I'm grateful unto God. But you know, the natural thinking is that I've done this myself. Mm-hmm. And I've got all this myself. And that I'm good enough. And there's no thankfulness in that. Right. I'm not thankful right. to God if I've done it. I'm thankful to me. Mm-hmm. But the word of God reveals to me mm-hmm. the source of all these things. And David says, "Blessed be God," so he's bowing the knee and honoring God and he says, "Teach me thy statutes." Yeah. So that word teach, it means to goad. Mm-hmm. So the goad in this day, there is you brought oxen and you put them in yeah. you put them in the yoke and they're going to pull the Uh, The plow in the field. You put a goad behind them. It was a sharp stick. And that was put behind them. And you know what that taught them? That taught them to go forward. When they wanted to back out of the yoke, the stick was there. And it would poke them and they would keep going forward. So that there was a goad there that would keep them going in the right direction. That's what David's praying for. Lord, would you goad me into thy scriptures? Would you keep me by your great power and by your abundant grace? I believe David was a man that knew what it was like to fall. I believe David was a man that knew what it was like to be broken by sin and by error. But he's saying, oh God, don't let me wander. Don't let me back out. But you set the goad of the Spirit of God behind me, and you direct me in the Word of God. We're not wandering out in the middle of nowhere, but we're walking in this Word of God. What's God goading him in? Thy statutes. See, all of this is tied up in understanding and knowing the Scripture. Listen to what he says in Peter. I believe it's 2 Peter that he says it. Chapter 1, verse 2 Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Where is their knowledge of God? It's revealed in the Word. Yes, On down, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge. How did we come to this way? Through knowledge of the Scripture. Right. How are we kept in this way? Through the knowledge and understanding of the Scripture. How is grace given unto the church? Through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He he said, Paul says to Timothy there, right above the verse before where I read in 2 Timothy. He says, For you've known the Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Do you know what brought us into the kingdom? A revelation of the Word of God in our heart by the Spirit. You know what keeps us and helps us to grow? A greater and greater understanding of the Word of God that's by the Spirit. And so we search the Scriptures. We do our part in study. And we pray, oh God, now goad me. And help me and strengthen me and enable me to understand this word of God. With my lips, I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. So to declare, score with a mark or tally or to recount. So I believe there's what he's doing. He's recounting these judgments. He's scoring these judgments with A mark or a tally. As he's learning and as he's seeing and as he's looking through this Word of God, he's repeating this. Moses said, teach it. To your children. Talk about it at home. Talk about it in the way. Talk about it at work. Put it on your arm. Put it between your eyes. Write it on the doorpost. Let this Word of God be first and foremost in everything that you're doing that this Word might always be in your heart because when we begin to stray from the Word of God and the comfort that's in the Word of God, we're falling away. We are. As we draw back from the Word, we're drawing back from God. They are one and the same. So listen. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. So he's sought after them. He's prayed for strength and understanding in them. He's prayed that God would goad him in the pathway of them. And now he says, I'm recounting them with my mouth. You know what's happened? The Word of God's been poured into the heart. The Word of God's been poured into the inward man. And just like the well out in the garden, when you drop the bucket in, it's going to draw out what's in the heart. And as the Word of God is poured into the heart of man, what begins to come out of the heart is more of the Word of God. Amen. You know why foolishness is continually on the mouth of man? Because foolishness is what's put into the heart. Do you know why worldliness continually comes out of the mouth of man? Because worldliness is what's put into the heart. It's the truth. David says, I've been goaded in the Word of God, and now I'm recounting that Word. Wouldn't it be wonderful to come in the church and there's some people that's got something to recount that God's revealed to them. Yeah. You know what that'll be? That'll be, a, that'll be a help to everybody in the church. And it's not silliness. And it's not a tale of some earthly thing. But it's recounting the Word of God. Let me show you this verse. And let me show you how the Spirit of God revealed this to me. Right. This is what God said that this means. And I can say, boy, I, I never thought of it like that before. I've never seen that hidden in that Word. David's recounting it because this is what's went into the heart. You want to you wanna be able to speak the Word? Put the Word into the heart. Yeah. Let the Word be what goes in Amen. and the Word will be what comes out. Right. So he says, I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. You know what brings rejoicing? The Word of God brings rejoicing and comfort and peace and joy and not, not happiness of the world. I've told this before. I'm going to tell it again. This is an experience that I had. I was watching the World Series. Late one night. Yankees were playing. I liked the Yankees. And the Yankees won, and the fireworks went off and and all that. And I watched them interview and I watched them give out the trophy. And I turned it off and went to bed, had to work the next morning. And the Lord come by in my mind as I'm laying there in the bed and said, Now, what good did that do for you? You know, at, at that moment, at that moment, I was excited. I was happy. My team won. But my my God, 30 seconds later, I'm empty. I've got nothing. What good is the world for us truly? But you know in this Word of God, there's rejoicing. In the Word of God, I find... Victory. And not just one victory on a baseball field, but a victory that was won at Calvary through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know how long that's good for? That's going to be good for me today. If I live till tomorrow, it'll be victory tomorrow. If I live a hundred years, it'll be victory then. And when you put me in the ground, it'll be victory and glory through the... And how do I know about that? The Word of God guarantees it. And as the devil would come and say, listen, you've sinned out of this. You've lost what you had in Jesus. You no longer have peace. And you no longer have joy. I can turn in the Word of God. And he says, there is therefore now, at this moment, no condemnation to them that are in Jesus. And I can rejoice in the revealed Word of God. Victory. Victory in Him. But now, if I don't know the Word of God, when the wind blows, I'm going to be blown with it. He uses that example in James that they're like a ship driven about with the waves. You know what's the problem? They've got no anchor. If they were anchored, then the wind could blow and they wouldn't move. But boy, the devil can blow and, and people are blowed in every yeah. direction. Amen. You know why that is? There's no establishing right. on the Word of God. Amen. I do not know what the Bible says. So when the devil brings something through, I'm not established, and he blows me off, and I'm way off course. But boy, I tell you, if we could seek in the Word of God and be established and anchored in His truth, the devil could blow and we could say, wait a minute, that's not right, for it is written. God's Word says this. This is the truth. I I can tell you, If you're settled on the Word of God and convinced that it's true, then your dearest loved ones can argue with you. And it it may hurt your feelings, but it's not changing your mind. Ain't that good? You know how that comes? That comes by a settling and an anchoring in the Word of God. And we can rejoice in that as much as in all riches. Thy word gives me the joy as much as all the riches that the world could have. Now that's what he says here. So this word brings rejoicing. Man. Yeah. You know, if, if a man won 300 million, 500 million, you think that would bring any rejoicing? I mean, it it will for a moment. And we'll be tickled to death. But you know, if you really look into these folks that win, the vast majority, their, their lives are destroyed as a result of that. It's just like everything else in the world. When goods are increased, I'm increased, and I'm none the better. And trouble continually follows and comes around. But you know, in the Word of God... There's joy that does not have the the drag that the world and riches has in it. There's joy that remains. Remains by the Word of God. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. So meditate to ponder or converse with self and have respect to look intently at with pleasure. So what's he going to do? He's going to meditate. (coughs) It's more than scanning through the page. Uh, I can do that to say I've read a chapter today. And I can scan through. But you see the psalmist here, he's doing more than scanning through a page. He's reading that. And he's pondering that in his mind and in his heart. And he's conversing it with himself. What do you think he meant when he says this right here? What was God meaning? What was the meaning here? And he's pondering and thinking about that and he'll pray unto God and say, God, would you you help me understand exactly what you're saying here? And when when God reveals it, whether it's through one of these men preaching the Word of God, whether it's through somebody teaching the Word of God, or it's through uh, something that happens in our life or another verse in the Scripture, when God reveals it, I tell you, there's something the devil can't take anymore. We're settled on that. We're settled on the truth of the Word of God and the devil can't rob that from us anymore. So he's pondering, he's meditating, and he has respect. I'm going to look intently at this. Let me not overlook the Word of God. There's a lot of decisions made. A lot of moves in life that's made. And it's made by looking around and not looking at the Word of God. There's no respect for what God is. psalmist says, Lord, I want to have respect. I want Your Word to be that that guides my thoughts and my decisions and my actions in this life. I want Your Word to creep in to every part and every facet of my life and be there controlling every decision and every thought that I make that everything may be brought into captivity and obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what's happening here is a growing. Here is a man that's growing more and more into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. How is that happening? By growing in knowledge of the Word of God. How is a man sanctifying and purifying and cleansing his way by taking heed according to the Word of God? I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy Word. To mislay. The word means I do this often. I put this up where I'm going to be sure and remember it. But I do it without really thinking about it. And in a week or two, I can't remember where that I put that. I I mislaid that. So David says, I'm going to take care not to mislay, not to forget what Your Word says Amen. unto me. How, how easy is it to forget? I mean, is it easy to forget? Is it easy to, to mislay? I, we've got this enemy that's looking to steal. Right. And he's looking to choke out. Yep. And he's looking to rob and he's looking to take all that he can take from us. How easy is it to mislay? If if I don't give heed and have respect and pay attention, he says in the Gospels, take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. And he says here, I will delight myself. My joy is going to be wrapped up in The Word of God. My joy is not going to be in the world. It's not going to be in the wisdom of the world. It's not going to be in the philosophies of the world. But my joy is going to be wrapped up in the Word of God. And I will not mislay that. May God help us by His grace. Not to blindly set the Word of God behind. And never give thought again to what the Lord has said. But that we might delight ourselves in that. So he says... Just one more verse and I'll stop. In John chapter 14. John chapter number 14. Verse number 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So what's the Spirit doing here? Jesus says that the Holy Ghost is going to bring to your remembrance what I have already said. Do you see that? And so the Spirit of God, Peter says it like this, stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. That your memory would be stirred up. See, this... This isn't pulling stuff out of thin air. This is what they've already heard. What they've already been exposed to that God would bring that to mind. So does it not make sense then that the more of this I'm exposed to, the more time that I spend in this, the more of this that's in my heart and on my mind, the more that I've got to bring to my memory by the Spirit of God. And if I don't know any of it, then what, what am I? Uh, yeah. What's my life going to look like yeah. if I don't know the Word of God? Amen. Amen. But you know, if I, if I could learn a little, if I could by studying and searching and by praying to the Father for this Spirit to teach me and guide me, if I could learn a little and have it established Do you think my behavior and my life in this world would change a little? Well, see, you don't need to worry about the Word of God. And you really don't need to worry about praying. You just need to try to do a little better. And there the devil, the devil's got us right where he wants us. And he's robbing from us. But it's in the Word of God and prayer and the Spirit that God draws us all closer to Him and changes our life according.